Lincoln. I overslept. Damn rooster didn't crow. It's time for Early Break. Sponsored by Midwest Bank. Live from Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. I'm wrong, but I'm not. Husker Online, Steve Sipple. If I were a feral cat. And longtime college football assistant coach, Bill Bush. You get one team. Mine's the Houston Oilers. I'm, so, not, I'm not the Texans, and I'm not the Titans, so, so I'm out. This is Early Break. Welcome back to Hour 2 on a Friday. Steve Simple, Jake Sorensen, Bill Bush on Early Break. Hour 2 sponsored by Midwest Bank. Member FDIC located in Lincoln at 27th and Jamie Lane. New location coming to 70th and Pioneers. By the end of this year, Midwest Bank. Member FDIC sponsor of Hour 2 on Early Break. It's been a wild show today. As you June 2. It's been a great show. <laughs> June 2. I mean, was embellishment advice. We're... We're in the throes of summer radio right now, which is really challenging. I mean, it'll just stick with us, Breakers, until we get to football season, please. Keep in mind, well, it's there's, a little there's, slow. there's news. It was, there's We've had no great news. news, great things. There's a lot of stuff going on in in college football. There a lot is. of information going on. NBA Finals. And, uh, NBA Finals. Which Bill is thrilled about. <laughs> this, is, this is Bill's first time in yeah. summer radio. He's never done this before. Yeah. It's first time. I'm holding up fine. You are. You're doing well. You're doing I'm great. I'm holding up fine. Uh, 464-5685. Call or text as always. You can watch and comment on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter or Allo Channel 951. We told you we were going to talk about tampering yesterday. We'll talk about tampering today. The SEC meetings were going on earlier this week in Destin. And a big conversation Florida. was about the yeah, Destin, Florida. Thank you, Sip. The, uh, the, the issue of tampering in college football. Billy Napier and other coaches Still, uh, the Florida coach spoke about this. Uh, Billy Napier was said it was it's a cutthroat business in college football. He says there's no doubt tampering is real, and I think that until there's something done about it, I think you continue to see it in college football. So people are maybe wondering, especially people who aren't huge sports fans, what what are you talking about tampering? We're talking about we're talking about coaches tampering with players on other rosters, which is NCAA rules stipulate that players cannot be contacted by coaches until they've officially submitted their names into this thing they call the transfer portal. But nobody goes by that. Well, not I, I, I should say nobody. Bill, do people abide by the rule? Well, there's people <laughs> abide by the rule. I, I put you on the spot a little bit. In, in essence, there's really nothing to – it's just like certain things you just say, I'm not going to get myself worked up on it. Because there is no way now in any phase that whether it's just, you know, like sorry, now Kirby Smart, Nick Saban, mm-hmm. Kyle Whittingham, whoever, they're not calling this. Like, the, I did, uh, uh, hey, Kyle, yeah, yeah, I just called the, I just called the running back at Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. I just called him up, let him know we're, you know, we got, no, that's not going on with that type of contact. But there's no way that, are, that there will never be sidebar conversations of someone through it, whether it be a coach, some way they, they may have recruited him someplace else, whatever it is, that someone always has a tie to everybody. Everyone has a tie. Within seconds, if there was if there was a player at South Carolina that was really good, I could find information out about him through someone that I know within five minutes of a contact if you wanted to build a contact. Well, and- so you can go about it and not 
and and the whole thing about tampering or they're saying but what basically what they're saying is that, is that people are reaching out to their coach or the, or their high third school party, coach. high school coach or third party trainer and just letting them know hey just hey and then what generally what would would probably be be said would be hey rumor is Todd's going into the portal mm-hmm. sometimes they might even say I've not heard that oh well, I just just check I want to know if he was going in because if he did go in we have interest and then that information obviously gets right back to the player mm-hmm. goes right back to him hey just I'm not sure what's going on with you just letting you not are you thinking about getting in the transfer portal oh I'm not sure coach why oh just uh you know um uh uh Whatever, uh, Boise State just just reached out and said, thought third year going in, they they have interest if you're going in. Oh, really? Right. Interest. Okay. And then there, and then there's 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 money involved. Right. Now that upfront money involved that is that doesn't get you in in some sort of major problems if caught because the advent of the NIL era. I thought about this today. It's a l- slightly off. It's it's a ten percent uh, diversion. Is that you're never going to hear again about assistant coaches that are like the elite recruiters. You right. just you just won't hear that anymore. Oh, you're a top twenty five recruiter, really? Because the, of the NIL. NIL will just it, it just takes away from the there'll still be coordinators that are that are that move up the scale. They've done a really good job or assistant coaches. But you're never gonna have the one that just like uh, you know, uh, John Blake was a great recruiter. John Blake was a great recruiter. Again, R. I. P. But you you won't hear of those guys. It's passe. It because it's now it's, you still have to recruit. Don't get me wrong. You have to recruit. You have to have a personality. You have to have all those things. But in the end, a lot of times now, the best recruiters are going to be the ones that are in uh, the Mountain West and smaller leagues because they still have to old school recruit because they may have something to offer, but it's way less. So when they're with what they're dealing with, it's all become right. on the same on the same level. Where you might be dealing with someone like it's like, well, that's good, but this offer over here is significantly different, and so that's the part that's always right. going to be interesting. Back to tampering, Kirby Smart points out that tampering was happening well before the portal came into existence. It's just more Jake. It's just more prevalent now because of the one time transfer rule. Now yeah. you can go grab a guy and he can help you the next year. If you want to control this stuff you just got to go back to there's not a one-time transfer where a player can play immediately if you want to solve a lot of this you can just end that now you that, that i don't know that that'll happen that has no chance of happening no. right zero that, that you that open it up it's not coming two back phases right. out of the tube on yep. that one the big one is whether you can hold off on the second one because they've already the second said one that you can where you can double transfer mm-hmm. that's the one that can cause the issues because that because what happens is what they're saying is that it's a one-time transfer, but there's always, if you read the small print, there's an exception. Right. And it could be something that could be, I felt unsafe, I felt, whatever it is. Or a coaching change. Which, some, different things. The coaching change is not one of them. It's not? It's, no, it, it's going to be based more on mental health, safety, different things that can come up with, with that part of it, which is, which is fine. But the reason that that's so big is because if all of a sudden you're really good, it's almost like being a free agent two years in a row and having great seasons. So all of a sudden, if you leave – and you have it's a, you get you, you get nil money and it goes really well for you, mm-hmm. and then you can upgrade again. Now you can be a free agent again mm-hmm. someplace else, mm-hmm. right there. Then it's like okay, that, that that's just like free money. It's a, it, it's money that's it's like a signing bonus. Yeah, that's the stuff that like some people will get a one year contract and they go out and get fifteen sacks. It's like that worked out really well. Yeah, for it me did because now I'm gonna I'm, I can Ante sign up, again. Baby. I can sign again. Very appealing. So there's some things with it, but I don't. 
I don't very I, appealing. You'll hear some things about it, but I don't think the Kirby Smarts probably and Nick's that they're that they're livid about this thing with saying the tampering part of it because, because. it's just it's it's just what there's just always going to be some sort of a sidebar conversation. And I, I have a hard time when people talk about that the tampering part being out of control. And then it's like, okay, is everyone who's saying that are they are they also one hundred percent that they have zero tampering themselves? Right. No, but I don't the, know that these guys were yeah. saying that. Kirby said it's hard to police it, so it's disturbing, it's upsetting. But I really don't know what can be done. That's how I see it. Also, people he says this too, which was interesting. People want this is interesting. People want to blame the coaches for tampering, but a lot of times, according to Kirby, it is the player who is negotiating or is looking for greener pastures. And when they do that, sometimes they sort of the player sort of creates the tampering. It goes both yeah, it ways. He's accurate. Yeah. If you're, if you're, I have a hard time believing that you just had uh, 19 sacks at Toledo. And that you're just like, yeah, I'm not looking for anything. Right. I got coming zero, after me. I have zero input on this. And, and then right away, it's the other way. The word probably is what, what uh, Coach uh, Smart's saying is the word goes the opposite way. He's getting a hold of his high school coach and letting people know, hey, just so you know, I'm considering the portal. And so if you want to have this information leaked out, so there's some pre-stuff, which is leaked out all the time because that's why you'll see someone go in the portal. Then the very next day, I'm going to here. That means that you know right away. All right, that was, that was already done. It's already done. The yeah. deal was already done. And, and that's the same thing. It's like when you read as a football coach, if you read on footballscoop.com and you read about a, a, a position opening in college football, it's already closed. It's already done. It's the same thing. The when, when, most of the time when you can read, if all of a sudden you're sitting in a minute that something comes up at 8 a.m., oh, whoa, 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 look at this went in the portal. And you're like, oh, you're like, oh, wow, wow, that interests me, wow. Yeah, no. that yeah that deal's done. Done. That deal was Ooh. done. It was like last year, uh, drawing the blank on his name right now, draft pick, really good receiver from Iowa that went to punt return that went to Purdue. Uh, Charlie Trey, Jones. Charlie, Charlie Jones. Jones. Charlie Jones. He played with the quarterback in high school. Right. So when he went in the portal right away, I was like, I was like, oh wow, this guy's good. This guy's good. He's a punt returner. This guy's this guy's really talented. Like that. We reached out to him. We reached out to him. He, he responded back, but yeah. it was like. I appreciate it, and then like a day later, he's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to Purdue. I'm going to Purdue. That's where I was going to go. I'm going to play with Aiden. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get more balls thrown to me. I mean, we got them. So it went well for him. My point is, the deal was already done behind the scene, and that was done more as a friendship deal between the two of them. Don't think that's not going on either. You got two really good friends, and, and one's playing at SMU, and one's playing at TCU, and all of a sudden, it's like you're, you think you're not talking to your best friend at SMU that's playing really well. Hey, why do we not come over here? Come to the come to the Come to the Pac-12, I mean, not Pac-12, come to the Big 12, or whatever it is. Friends are constantly talking now about how they can put things together for themselves. Okay. Are fans okay with this? All this? With the tampering? Mm. Yeah, all of it. Well, fans were okay with NIL when it happened. We, we were... Well, no, easy now. Easy. Not everybody. I know. We, we were hesitant, and i still hesitant to a certain extent on NIL, but you can't, like you said, the toothpaste out of the Does it matter? It does in. it matter what we think? It doesn't matter. It matters to a certain extent. It should matter, I think, because the fa- what, what is college football without fans? If it, if, the fans not shown up, though? No, they have. Stuff happening? Well, they're, they they're have, well, right I think. Now, the, I, the product on the field has for college football has still been really good. Okay. That's, that was the number one thing. The, the product on the field – has still been very good. So that's a part that goes with it. But you want to have 
everything is about the fans. That was the one thing that I that I was so strong about with the SEC going to nine games instead of eight was that it's for the fans. Mm. If there's a whole nother round of SEC games, mm-hmm. now it's now it's Tennessee LSU right. for the for a ninth the ninth game. Right. Think that's for the who the fans because they get to watch that stuff. So you have sure. to, you better put product on the field. So where it gets where it, where it gets watered down, same thing. Where you're playing, uh, Alabama's playing UMass week eleven. It's like, really? There's That's not N- good for fans. NIL. What what is this good for? Tell me what this is good for. That is not what. That's not what the fans want to see. It's a twelve game season. They they want to see games. They want to see real. That's that's why I enjoy the Big Ten being a nine game conference. And I also enjoy the head that they were playing no FCS, the teams that don't play FCS teams. Jake, now the, the fans are sh- – I mean, of course there's still fans, but they're having trouble filling stadiums. You know that, right? No. That's that- not because of the product in the field, though. It's not because of how the games are going. They're not, they're not, they're not opposing no, they're, they're, there's no the one, tampering in the No, portal. it's a complicated discussion. But I wonder – a lot. okay, what I'm getting, off of, getting at is a lot of this stuff is a turnoff. It's a turnoff. Now it's not a total turnoff. It's not even a total turnoff to me, but I I've heard fans say that I just don't even this stuff that's going on. I don't even I want to, I don't even want to think about it. Well, it's hard to it's hard to fathom everything. Even in in the in the room that I've been in my whole life, it's hard to put it all together. With right. it's like there's a lot going on. I mean, what I, I said it went from every year every, when we went out for spring recruiting every year for 34 years it changed at about four percent from or three to four percent from the year before. Some little tweak. It went eighty percent in one year. Change, with, with change with yeah. NIL and Portal coming in. When that all came in together, it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. That's how much everything changed when you're in with within the in this whole system. Mm-hmm. So there's so many moving parts to it. And right now, you don't have a governing body because you have the NCAA, but they have no teeth and they can't do anything because they're right. terrified of being sued. They right. honestly, right now, are just like, I don't even want any part of this. Government, please help us out. What do we do? How do, yeah. we, how do we police this? So there's no there's no salary cap. There's no anything. You know, this is the the one time where you can just say, "Hey, we're going to build whatever we want. We're going to take uh, somebody say, listen, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go to we're going to go to Kansas State, and I'm 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 I got one billion dollars. I'm going to put in one billion dollars in an endowment for you, and, and we're going to do this, 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 and then could, we're gonna, it could happen. It could happen. Somebody could just say, you know what, I got, I got a billion dollars. It could happen, and I can, and all of a sudden, think K State wouldn't be a, a, a national championship contender. They would be, they would be. Have to have good coaches, all that stuff. <laughs> but all of a sudden, Oregon did that. I want you to think back how horrible Oregon was. Yeah. Until Phil Knight got heavily right. involved, that everything changed. And that's okay. And that's okay, but, but I'm saying it. But that's how it changed. Don't don't mm. confuse yourself. Right. Phil Knight changed Oregon. He did. That's who it, who did it. He did. He came in with billions of dollars. I, I I've thought of an extreme example in volleyball where if a if a billionaire said, "I'm going to make Wyoming volleyball. I'm going to yeah. Wyoming volleyball is going to become the next Nebraska, and I'm going to ensure it does by giving them a billion dollars yeah. and paying players an exorb yeah. an exorbitant amount of money. Each each volleyball player is getting five hundred k. Yeah. It and, could happen. And you're sitting there going like, I think I want to go to Penn State. No. Uh-huh. What are they offering? Huh? Let's try this Wyoming thing. Yeah, try this Wyoming thing out. It's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. So you have a chance to – so there's options to be able to do that. But there's no regulation. And like I've told you guys numerous times, that this, the numbers are false. Everything you read, the numbers are false in some capacity. It's like, yeah, I heard he got this. I heard they offered him this. I think there's yeah. a lot of them. I think yeah. there's some that are accurate. Yeah, that, are, I mean, they, I, are they way off? Like, I'm, not saying, I'm, I'm saying they're 100% false. 
Uh, they not, may not. Some are some are way off. Some are just uh, a little okay. off. Oh, okay. That's yeah. what I'd say. But some are. But, but the, the numbers. I, I'll buy that. You, the numbers you hear. It's like really Can well, you know? and how would you know? There's that's no way. To know. There's no. There's you not a contract account. Where in, in, you can't do that. In it's, it's like you're going to sign a free agent. And you're going to go to the Bills. It's like here's what we have, mm. and it's all out in front of Sound everybody. Front. And there is, I mean, it, it's straight like that the way the NFL is run like that. There's zero tampering. There's zero anything. I mean, you saw Belichick lose practices because they did something not quite right in practice. I mean, oh, they, they come down. They come down at him. The Dolphins tampered. They tampered. That's with right. Tom Brady yeah, and, they yeah. and Sean Payton. On, apparently, how'd that go? They were on a ship. They lost their first round pick. Yeah, that sucks. They that were on sucks. a yacht. Bad, man. They were on a yacht. Yeah, Just Brian Flores was the one who ratted them out on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the coach just keeps killing this man. Who was all on the yacht? I don't know. Stephen Ross for sure. For <laughs> sure. Uh, Why would you do it on a yacht? Yeah. So People Brady, have binoculars. Have Brady yeah. and Sean Payton. They can see things, but it's just Stephen Ross. Like I said, it. The product is still good, but it does make it rough. And also, mm-hmm. uh, after a while, the one thing that stood out when you just talk about NBA was like when you could name every starter from uh, from all the teams. Now, now, now you're going old school. Now, I mean, I love it. Yeah, and it changed, but now, now when it's changing, there's a bunch of, uh, especially at a place like Nebraska, there's a bunch of one first coming in. Right. And, in I, and out. And you don't have that. Well, he came in, he redshirted, didn't play as a freshman, really doing well. He's going to be the left guard, going to back up. You still have that a little bit. Yes, but you have some of that. But it, it, it's a little different that way. Mm-hmm. It's a, it, it is. It's, it's like, hey, we got a lot of free agencies, and a lot of them sometimes the free agent. Yeah, you sign him as a free agent, but you sign him to a three-year deal. Who's going to be around for three? Sometimes on, on uh, NLIs are not three-year deals. I'd be a little – Careful, Jake, with this. Oh, the fans are unaffected. They all love it, and they're all. Well, I didn't the say that they love it, but it's that, that's not the reason why attendance is dropping in college football. If that's the case, mm-hmm. I don't think it's because of the tampering. Yeah, or I think because right, I'd have to side more with Jake on that. I right, don't know. That's because it's easier to watch. Games a lot at home. of this yeah. is a turnoff to people. A lot of oh, what yeah, we're talking but about. I don't think that's going to affect them from going to games, though. Not you have a good product not on everybody. the field, and the, not and, everybody. The, and the energy is good, and you have they're they're, they're still going to come to the games, but you have to keep doing the best that you can to have. And I think that a lot of it comes down to pricing, too. If, it, if you're trying yes. to make exuberant, that's you're trying to make your money on, on ticket prices. Exorbitant. Yeah. Exuberant. <laughs> Words are hard. <laughs> All right. Exuberant so, prices. I mean, excited prices. <laughs> yes. Well, on that note, let's shift gears on a exuberant. Friday. Let's exuberant. Let's shift it. gears. <laughs> We're going to we're going we're going to Bill's thrills. Ready? Better. Yes, do go. it. Words are really hard. Some call him the most <laughs> interesting <laughs> man in the world. That is setting up the morel mushroom yes. bonanza. Oh yeah, yeah. this is bonanza. Mushrooms grow better. Give me a lead with in, Jake. Lightning. Others call him coach, but to everyone else, he's Bill. I want to get one of those military ab stimulators for us to wear during the show. You see, I sent it to you today. It's time for Bill's thrills on early break. Sponsored by Dirk, Scott, and Ty at Mid-Plains Advisors. We know that Bill's Thrills can go two ways on a Friday. It's either a Freaky Friday or a <laughs> Film Friday. And today, I believe we have a Freaky we Friday went, once we again, went, Bill. We went fe- Freaky Friday again, and I'm exuberant about it. There we go. Yes. Get that one right. <laughs> Did I use that right, Sip? I'm up against it exciting here. Prices. Because, <laughs> exciting prices. Exciting prices. I'm up against it here right now because Sipple crushed it so much on the aging gracefully. <laughs> how am I gonna? How am I gonna keep up with how that in the just NBA? Embellish if you have yeah, to. Yes, I'll make some things up. Yeah, make some things. So, embellish. And so, uh, Steve Sipple, thank you. You're going to be involved in this, oh, and, and, and some of your past work is going to be involved in oh, this. Oh God! I have a 30 second song clip. 
that I need you to listen to. And then this will segue. That's the correct word, right? Yes. <laughs> segue into Bill's Thrills, Freaky Friday, and roll. I wish high school hauntings never lost. There you go. There's your clip. Okay, so first thing, I love the song. So some of I just played just because I want to listen to some of it. That was fun just to listen <laughs> yeah, that's to. that's good. Also, I you really enjoy strong. when you go to a concert like that, when people sing along like that. Mm. They're like into it, but they're singing with the singer. There's not, I don't, I, I'm not a big fan of, hey, let's just let the crowd sing. Oh. I'm, not I'm down on that. Totally agree with you. I, it's oh. like, no, I didn't pay to hear. I didn't pay yes. to hear that some some guy behind me sing. Damn I want right. to hear the guy that I'm paying okay. two hundred dollars to Absolutely sing. Absolutely, but you can sing with him. Yeah. That's okay. I'm all about that. So there were some great. Okay. If you just listen to that song sometime. Who is that? Uh, That's I wish Grandpa's Never Died by Riley Green. Okay. So the part, the last thing was on there. So I'm going to talk about two things, and that is things for the first time, and then what you hit on so well, simple. I'm part of it on your clutch part. And then that was the what was the last thing that was part of that song was, I wish I could learn to drive, drive for again the first time, yeah. for the first time for again. For the first time, yeah. That's the feeling of what you do for the first time, wow. and then how you learn to drive. So I really <laughs> like the, the song, things for the first time and learning to drive again. So this came down to your clutch story. So I talked about how you learned how to drive. What was the procedure that you learned? So as Sipple told his was talking about that about mm -hmm. the clutch. I'm driving with my dad to go fishing. First thing he says, he goes, yeah, I snuck the car out of the alley all the time. I'd be 13 years old. Really? And he had three on the tree. Yeah. And the big deal is to go around the block without getting right. seen right. and get into second gear. Right. How to run 100. the clutch. 100. So how did you learn how to drive? 100. So I had my grandma's Chevy Impala with bad shock absorbers that sat <laughs> yeah. on, out there. As soon as my parents went out or did something, boom, me and Chris Pools are in it, around the block. Dr learning how to drive yeah. on your own. It's also so critical to teach your kids how to drive, but drive illegally, which means they're not able to drive. They're 13. You take right. them out right. someplace, and you teach them, and, and, and that's a big, hey, you want to mm -hmm. go driving? Mm -hmm. You're that age. Yep. We, we'd take us, my, uh, um, uh, my cousin, we'd go with his grandpa, and it was a grass lamp, uh, uh, as a grass runway. Mm -hmm. And we would go out and drive on the runway. Oh yeah, on the grass runway because there's no there's no you planes. Could gun it too. And we oh yeah, we'd be rolling. We're, we're like in fifth grade, going yeah. like sixty. Yeah, through it through you a gun. It. Yeah, and so we we, we just wow. drive back and forth, mm -hmm. up and down that. And it was like it was just a cool deal for a grandpa to yep. do too. It's like oh hey, yeah, hey kids, load up. Oh, I taught yeah, I Can't taught three grandkids to drive. And you got to how you learned how to drive, how you snuck around, and how you learned how to drive. <laughs> right. And then you never I wish I could learn to drive again. Like that, you never get that feeling. God, back. You never do. You never get the feeling back of when you get to get to the certain things you do for the first time. That's never the same again. Unless you never learn how to fly a plane. What that? That would that be different? I mean, yeah. learn to fly again. That'd be different. Be or a different. helicopter. Yeah, be different. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that'd be that'd be Driving, different. Driving, flying. Yes. Right, differences. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So plane. my that was that was my Bill's thrills for to think back on for people to text. Oh in, yeah. Let nice. us know how they learned to drive. Right. What the feeling was. And then also, how are they helping their youth, their kids, or better let cousins, whoever else, like, hey, 
buckle up, get in the car, we're taking off, and be able to go drive. I used to go on gravel roads. Like that. Somebody would take nice. me out. My brother-in-law, Steve Schindler, who was the uh, uh, best banker in the best state. Best banker in the state seven Midwest years in Bank, a row. Creighton. Yes. He would take me out. We, I, I'd, I'd get it. He'd go with me. I'd get to go out and, and drive on the gravel roads. I'd be like 14 years old. He'd let me drive. I, it's a I, big deal. I took the kids to Innovation Campus because there wasn't yeah. much traffic out there and just let them wheel around. Yeah, that'd be a great. Yeah, innovation Huge campus. parking lot. Yeah. Fairgrounds. 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 Yeah. Great. Yes, great. Beatrice, Fairgrounds yes. was the place. That's that was the spot the place. to go drive. Get That's a spot right. like that and be able to get that yeah. done. Or That's, Air Park's really good, too. Yeah, Air Park's good. a good place yeah, to go. But you caught me with that when you when you talked about the clutch. And yeah. I, when I thought about self-taught. And, and my dad's like, yeah. I, dad, he, goes, he goes, yeah, I taught myself how to drive. That's like Bill's that. Thrill, sponsored by Mid Plains Advisors. Dirk Scott, entire context for all your financial needs there at Mid Plains Advisors. Spencer Jacobs up next to talk about some a Norris event tomorrow. And okay. also there's a long That's snapper. Big. Long snapper talk next in early break. Nice.